Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Welcome to episode 2-0. Season 2, episode O is for Octagon, the shape of the UFC's cage. Just a reminder that open hand smack is also a good one, and it's an effective <laughs> tool for combat, and I think we could all think of at least one person that deserves an open hand smack. I could think of several people. We're not going to go there because we're <laughs> okay. two weeks behind and there's a lot going on in the world. So whatever. All right. All right. So let's rewind a bit. May 30th was UFC on ESPN. It was Woodley versus Burns. We really enjoyed that card. Um, and it was the first card in Vegas since this whole COVID sitch. Give us a rundown, boob. All right, so it was at the Apex Center, which is a UFC-owned gym in Vegas, and it was much stricter than everything was in Florida, but it made production way smoother. Uh, So after the fights in the really small sort of area, uh, the fighter would get a few minutes to kind of chill, and they'd walk over to a camera where they uh, DC interviewed them, or Rogan interviewed them in another night too, uh, basically through like a split screen. So it looked pretty smooth. I thought it was cool. And it gave the fighters a few minutes uh, to chill like before the interview. And there's no crowd. So it's just like a good, honest response. Yes. Another thing of note, there was a smaller octagon. I think it's five feet in, right? Yeah, I think it was noticeable. Yeah, so it's definitely noticeable. You could definitely see that it's smaller. And the fighters definitely think that it changes the game a little bit. Uh, six out of 11 fights ended by knockout or TKO or submission um, for that night, Woodley Burns. Uh, Mackenzie Dern got her first leg, the first leg lock in all of women's UFC history. Crazy, right? Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Caitlin Chikugin got revenge and beat the fuck out of the person who beat her last time, sister, Antonina Shevchenko. Um, Tyron uh, got beat pretty bad by Gilbert Burns, and he said that he felt an odd piece while getting his ass kicked. And Gilbert Burns just looked like a legitimate threat for the 170-pound division. Which we now know because it was just announced today that Kamaru Usman will fight Gilbert Burns for the welterweight title fight. July 11th, International Fight Week. Put it on your calendars, everybody. And it's on Fight Island, everybody! It's on Fight Island. Alright, we're moving, we're moving. This past week was UFC 250. It was Nuni Nunez versus Spencer. It was a $65 pay-per-view. Was it always $65? Who the fuck even knows anyway? Um, so it sort of looked like it was going to be a terrible card. You might remember we mentioned it. We're like, there's no one on the fucking card. Like literally not, not that there are no names. There's no one. And last minute they rolled through with some sick, sick fights and people that we were like incredibly excited about. Yeah. Recognize, uh, recognizable names and uh, impl- like implications for the different weight classes and stuff. Uh, Cody Stamen beat Brian Kelleher in a super emotional victory. Stamen's 18-year-old brother had passed away during a fight week, and it was just so sad. Uh, Joe Rogan interviewed Cody after the fight, and he was holding back tears. It was pretty emotional for everyone watching. MMA Twitter was actually, like, really nice to him. Uh, So good on Cody Stamen. And also, even the guy that he fought for 15 minutes, Brian Kelleher, like... Our boy, I wanted Brian to win so bad, but like kind of also didn't want him to win. (laughs) But he was so cool to Cody after, and it was cool that they both actually did the thing and that it was, you know, worth something, I guess, for him emotionally to be there and do it. Um, Alex Caceres beat the fuck out of Chase Hooper. Uh, I'm going to insert some audio live that I recorded from that night here. Oh, dear. Alex Caceres beat the fuck out of Chase Hooper for three rounds, and I didn't like one second of it. Chase is our boy. He's too young. 
He's only in his second fight in the UFC, and he just fought Bruce Leroy and Alex Caceres, who just had 24 fights in the UFC. Thoughts, babe? It's okay. This is actually really great, because now Hoopaloop is learning really, really early where some of the holes in his strategy are, and he can fix it faster than most people would get to. That's a very positive spin on this beatdown that we just witnessed. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. We didn't like one bit of that at Eek. all. Um, but we actually do like Alex Caceres. I know, but Hoopa Loop. Yeah. Well. Um, Wait, did you see what Chase Hooper uh, tweeted back to Ben Askren? No. Guys, if you remember, uh, Ben Askren and Chase Hooper like jokingly call each other son and dad because they're both like white guys with curly hair and they look similar. They, they both look like fucking flow. elf. <laughs> and Ben tweeted to Chase something about don't worry. And Hoopa Loop tweeted back like, good thing I at least have my mom's chin. Because <laughs> oh, Ben got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, Funky Ben said, time for baby funk. Let's go, Chase. And then Chase wrote back, sorry, Pops. Glad I at least got my chins, my mom's chin, though. You my chins, right. Mom. My chins, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all all right. hopped up on Red Bulls. All right, end it. Cool. Top five of the week? All right, we also just wanted to mention uh, before the top five that Neil Magny won. We love ourselves some Neil Magny. That's cool. Def cool. All right. Yeah. Top five of the week. All right. I'm starting it. I'm starting it. Number one, our boy Aljo. Aljamain Sterling beat Cody Sanhagen. We kind of like Cody Sanhagen. I have to say I kind of like him a lot. Mm -hmm. But Aljo, he's from Long Island. He trains with Chris Weidman and Ally Aquinta. And who am I forgetting? Oh. Marab. Yeah. Well, Marab as well. There was, anyway. And um, Aljo took Cody's back and choked him out. And it was sort of crazy because Cody's like more known for his ground game. Mm -hmm. So way to go, Aljo. And man, we were really excited. We were pretty excited. This is a situation where we could have said we wanted both to win. But at the end of the day, we're 100% team Aljo. And we were jumping around the living room screaming. It was pretty awesome. And actually, this is what George meant with like um, title implications for all these fights. So Aljo should have already gotten a bantamweight title shot. He didn't. And this has to like push him to just get the next title fight. And I just want to say that I am in love with one of his coaches, Ray Longo. Mm -hmm. And Ray Longo saw our, our posting on holding hands and throwing fists Instagram and he said thanks buddy yeah definitely talking to me not George yeah for sure I mean you reached out to him so you tagged him um also of note Ally Quinta uh, has not got a haircut in three months and it looks great oh my god he's looking like buddy the elf too yeah (laughs) um speaking of in need of a haircut but looking fly Cody Garbrandt had maybe KO of the year yeah you feel really solid with that I mean, I don't, I'm sure I'm sure if I could fucking spend 45 seconds Googling, I could find other things that I forgot. But it just looked amazing. It was, it was a very, it was the most Instagram-worthy knockout of the night. He beat Rafael Sao at the buzzer. Was it at the buzzer? Yeah, I almost got concerned round. it was like after, but it was clearly yeah, not. Yeah, it was very but clearly not. that's how close not. it was. 
And he did like this duck where he kind of like went almost all the way down to the mat, came up and threw a right hook and knocked him out. And it looked amazing. And Cody Garbrandt really needed a win. I'm sad that everybody who needs a win fights Rafael Sunsal and beats mm-hmm. him. Uh, Rafael is an awesome fucking fighter, so props to him too. But uh, the whole night was really good. I made it all the way to the end of the night when uh, Nunez was about to spite, uh, to spite Spencer. Spite Spencer. It was kind of a spite, too. It was a pretty big spite. Uh, so number three on the top five was uh, Nuni really defending her title. Yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely, against Felicia. Um, I made it all the way to the end of the night, and I, had, I basically made a prediction. I was like, this is either going to end in 10 seconds for Felicia, which is very, very unlikely, or... Nuni's going to beat her up for 25 minutes because it's a title fight, five rounds, five minutes. And within 30 seconds, I was like, I am too tired to sit and watch a beatdown that's going to emotionally drain me. But you stayed up and watched it. Yeah, it was really fun to watch it alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was a good fight. Felicia Spencer did her best. There's just no competition for Nunez, and that's cool. And she, of course, because she's a true champion, was all respect at the end. So... I don't know. Kind of another case of like shut the corner of stops the fight. Who knows? We're not getting into that again. No. So let's go to number four. Dude, this is fun. Oh my god, this was like this was another fight that got put on the card. We're like, holy fuck! Now this is a card. Sugar Sean O'Malley was put on the card. You might remember. We really, really like him. He's on the up and up. He is on the up and up in like a really good way. He's not on the up and up where he's taking these ridiculous hard fights that then like shut him down. He's taking smart fights. Um, And actually, I didn't know who Eddie Wineland was. I'm assuming you did. Yeah. Um, Kind of old school. I don't want to say gatekeeper, but he's because he's like still really strong and like can win and do really well. Wasn't he the first bantamweight champion ever? I think oh, is that the what first, they said? Yeah, the first WEC yes, champion maybe, at maybe. bantamweight. Okay. Um, Sugar knocked him the fuck out. Oh, it yeah. was just... Yeah. That's was what that was. Sugar Sean looks really good. We gotta see who, who he's gonna fight next and stuff like that. I heard him on Ariel though too. He just has everything right. He's, he's in shape. He knows how to fight. He grapples all the time and he has a great team even though he's only a purple belt he's like dangerous at 135 with his grappling skills it seems like his striking is insane it's all it's flashy but it's also just violent and to the point and um he just gets it man he gets it he gets that he's selling himself not just him being a martial artist and his whole team is built around him too so he's yeah just doing yeah um Sugar, I think you might recall, we mentioned that he, like, really wants tie-dye shorts. He's Mr. Tie-dye. He had a cool Reebok Mm tie-dye t-shirt made. And this time, he had his hair dyed in a rainbow. Yep. How did you feel about that? You know, it it looks pretty fucking good. It's crazy. You liked it. I liked it. He was talking about it. He's like, I like characters. He... He makes money off that whole uh, Twitch thing, you know? Yeah, he's a video gamer. Yeah, so he's got super high-speed internet, and we're recording in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my hot take. I fucking hated the hair. I thought it was stupid. All right, but what do you think about recording this in the closet? Oh, this is really cool, guys. <laughs> we'll take a picture maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a picture. I feel like we're in the Dragon cockpit going on SpaceX to the International Space Station. Oh, man, I wish. I'm yeah. Doug. 
um, whatever the other guy's name is. Rob. Rob. All right, number five in our top five has nothing to do with the fight card. I think we kind of always have something that's a little off kilter. Mm -hmm. But um, it had to do with Stipe Miocic. He posted for Blackout Tuesday. He, you know, just posted the black square and the hashtag. And someone immediately commented, because this is social media, Mm. um, immediately commented, I think you forgot most of your fan base is white. It shows in the comments. And Stipe replied, all good. I'm not worried about my fan base. I'm worried about the world my daughter has to grow up in. Mike, drop bitches. Yep. Fucking Stipe does not, champion. does not get the credit and the love he deserves. Heavyweight champion. Heavyweight champion. Fucking. Firefighter. Firefighter. Like legitimate first responder. Family man. Family man. And listen, lately we looked at his Instagram of his hair right now. Wow. He just has it all going for him. Good for him. He's got a good <laughs> head on his shoulders. So so there. There we go. Um, there's some fights coming up soon. We don't really know about them. We'll talk about them next time because I don't think there's anything next week. No, there um, is something this weekend that I thought. Was I making, am I making that up? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll talk about it next week. This episode was brought to you by everyone trying to do their best to do the right thing. Thanks for listening.